Last week, we had a chance to look at God's invitation to call on him in our day of trouble. Today, we hear from Jesus' own mouth a great invitation to come to him for rest, rest for our souls. And as I was thinking about uh, this, these verses from God's word, I, I couldn't help but think about sleep and rest. And I don't know, I'm going to guess, and you don't have to raise your hands for this one or anything, but I'm going to guess that, that many of you on your semester break had multiple days on which you could sleep until you finally woke up, right? You could sleep in. And then all of a sudden school comes back and then you can't do that quite as often as you would like anymore. I have to share with you a little bit, I, I'm kind of a, and I don't know if this just happens as you get older, but I'm kind of a finicky sleeper. So what you see on the screen right now is everything that I use so that I can fall asleep at night. Okay, my wife makes fun of me because I use multiple pillows, four pillows I use. I won't tell you why, but for four pillows, I have to have a fan. There has to be noise so that everything else is kind of drowned out. I can't hear anything. The blackout curtains are a must. Light will keep me awake. And then, of course, I use a sleep mask that has Bluetooth connected to it so I can listen to something as I fall asleep. Generally, what that is, is an episode of The Office. That's my sleep pattern. It works for me. I don't recommend it to anybody else. But, but I bet you can think about things that, that maybe help you sleep too. You think about those things, that, the conditions that you need to in order to sleep the way you would like to. And we know that rest is important. We know that getting sleep is, is, is essential. And that's why Jesus' words kind of draw us in. Because it's not just physical sleep that Jesus is interested in, but he's interested in our spiritual rest too. And so we listen to Jesus' invitation today from Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, as he invites us to come to him. Will you, will you read these verses with me? Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So as we take a look at these verses, there's no question that, that Jesus also understands that we need rest for our bodies. He understands that that's what's needed to be healthy, to be able to function properly. I think all of you probably have had those stretches where you have not gotten as much sleep as you want, and you know your body doesn't feel quite like the way it should. You, you don't, if you don't sleep, you, you can't think properly. You've probably seen those sleep deprivation studies when people don't sleep for long periods of time. They can't make decisions properly. They do things that are foolish because they can't think in the way that they normally would. We need, our bodies need a break. As a matter of fact, it's fair for me to say that that's how we were created. If you go all the way back to the first week of creation, when God created the world in six days, you remember what he did on the seventh day, right? He rested. Not because God was tired, not because he needed rest from all of his creative work, but as a pattern for you and for me. Think about that for just a minute. That was still while the world was perfect. At the end of creation, God said people need to rest. He created the Sabbath for that very purpose. 
You probably remember that that word Sabbath means rest. And God wants us to rest from our physical labors too. He knows that what happens if we keep working over and over and over, day after day after day, that fatigue sets in. As students, you know all about that, don't you? You've had those stretches of school where it seems like one assignment after another, one test after another piles up on you and you just can't get the sleep that you want and your body just feels drained. That's life, right? That's how life comes at us. Sometimes more quickly, faster than we can even handle. And, and we know that, that laying down, getting some rest, sleeping is of vital importance for our health and well-being. All right, that leads me to a question for you tonight. How many of you are snooze button hitters? Okay, so look, I'm going to do this. We're going to kind of figure this out just a little bit. How many people are, I hit the snooze button one time every morning? Raise your hand if you're those. Okay, we got a few of those. Two? Two snooze buttons? Two times? How about three or more? Do we have some three or more? Okay, we have lots of three or more people too. Interesting. There's all kinds of studies done on the snooze button too. Supposedly after two times, you're starting to uh, interrupt your sleep inertia and it's not good for you anymore. You can take that for what it's worth. I'm no doctor, but apparently the less times you hit the snooze button, maybe the better off it is for you. But I was doing some research because I was fascinated by the idea that every iPhone that has an alarm has nine minutes Nine minutes between the time your alarm goes off and then it goes off again after the snooze button. Anybody know why that is? Fun funnily enough, it actually goes back to the very first alarm clock that was ever made by General Electric in 1956. Its alarm was designed to go off again after nine minutes if someone hit the snooze button. That was the first one with a snooze button in 1956. And so when Apple was putting together their iPhone uh, and the alarm on the iPhone as they tried to program it with the clock that already existed, they had a choice between nine minutes and three seconds and 10 minutes and 43 seconds. And as an homage to the GE snooze button, they chose nine minutes. So there you go. If you have an iPhone, that's why it's nine minutes. I don't know why. I don't know why snoozing seems so important, but maybe you can relate to the chart on the screen, right? Just need a little bit more sleep, whatever it is, because we know how important sleep is. And yet as important as that rest for our bodies is, Jesus is far more concerned in the verse that, verses that we read about a different kind of rest, and that's the rest for our souls. I'm going to submit something to you and see if you think this is correct. It's easier, I believe, for us to neglect rest for our souls than it is to neglect rest for our bodies. Because after a while, your body lets you know physically that you need some time, you need some sleep, you need to rest. But sometimes we can ignore the warning signs of spiritual rest, of avoiding spiritual rest, of soul fatigue. Think about it like this, and maybe you can relate to this. Soul fatigue can happen when we kind of diminish downplay sin, when we think it's not that big of a deal, it's not, it'll be okay, I can just 
come back to Jesus and repent of our sins, and certainly we can, but we have a tendency to downplay the seriousness of sin. Or maybe the other side of that is true. If, if we're spiritually fatigued, if we have soul fatigue, then, then maybe that weight of sin presses down on us. We feel guilt. We feel shame. We feel like there's no hope for us. And that's why Jesus' invitation to you and to me is so important, so amazing to hear, so special, so comforting for you to hear Jesus say to you from his own mouth, come, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Later in verse 29, Jesus says that he'll give us rest for our souls. So, so how is it that this soul rest comes about? What is it that Jesus gives us as he gives us rest for our soul? Maybe the simplest answer is just this. He gives us peace, peace with God to know that, that sin, though it stands between us and God, has been removed, that Jesus has come to this world and he lived in our place. He went to a cross to pay for all of those sins and his resurrection assures us that all is right between us and God. Jesus tells us a little bit how to get that peace from him, how to come to him and get the rest that he wants to give us. He says, take my yoke upon you. Do you remember what a yoke is? That idea of that wooden, I suppose you could say, uh, just apparatus that went over the top of the oxen's neck to keep them working together. And then I wondered about this. I, I read this somewhere last week and, and it just kind of struck me. As the son of a carpenter, humanly speaking, how many yokes did Jesus make for the people in and around Nazareth? Who knows? But he knew what it was. He knew what he was talking about. And Jesus says his yoke is easy and his burden is light because it's Jesus who does all the heavy lifting for us. He already lived the life that we could never live. He already took on the punishment that our sins deserved. And that's why we can go to him, come to him to find rest for our souls. J Jesus goes a little bit further. He says, learn from me. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. What does Jesus want us to learn from him? How many times do you think Jesus, during his ministry, when things were pressing down on him, when he was living here on earth, went off by himself to a quiet place to find rest for his soul, to pray to his heavenly father, to meditate on God's word. Jesus wants the same for us. He wants us to find rest in him and everything that he has done for us. You will find rest for your souls. That's what the Sabbath was all about, wasn't it? As much as God wants us to take a rest from our physical labors, he wants us also to set aside time to remember that he has given us a rest that's far above a physical rest the rest that our souls need, to know that we are right with God and heirs of eternal life with him. Augustine said this about our souls and the restlessness of our souls. You have made us for yourself, Lord, and our heart is restless until it finds its rest in you. That's where rest is truly found and the Savior who invites you to come to him for rest every single day. A couple takeaways from our devotion tonight. Number one, we can sleep well knowing our Savior gives us peace. I love how David says it in Psalm 4. He says it this way, I will lie down and sleep in peace. For you, O Lord, make me dwell in safety. 
Then number two, we find our soul rest in Christ who gave his life for us. As David wrote the, the, the Good Shepherd Psalm, Psalm 23, he wrote this, He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. It was 2021 when the National Sleep Foundation did a sleep study, and they asked thousands of people across the country what kind of things that they purchased, what kind of things they had to help them sleep better. And the figure that they came up with that the average American spends to sleep well, to have a good night's sleep, is about $54 a month. And as I was reading about that, I thought, yeah, but that was before the aura ring. Anybody have one of those? You know, those sleep things, those rings that help you monitor your sleep? They run about $500, and I think it's a $5.99 a month subscription. Nobody has one of those yet. See, when you get old, then you monitor your sleep. You want to think about stuff like that. But I thought about that. $54 a month is the average, and that counts everything that you have for your bed, your mattress, your pillows, your bedding, any kind of sleep aids that you use. And then I thought, what Jesus offers you and me, the soul rest that he wants us to have, it's absolutely free. It's given to you as a gift by your heavenly Father through Jesus, your Savior. And so as you come to Jesus, you come to him through his gospel, the gospel that reminds you that he has died for your sins and your place in heaven is secure. Remember your baptism in which God called you his very own, saying that you are his, his own dear child and an heir of that eternal life. And then when you have a chance, receive the Lord's Supper too. That forgiveness that you can taste in the very body and blood of Jesus together with the bread and wine. That's what Jesus wants for you. To find rest for your souls. And his invitation stands, an open invitation. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Rest for your souls. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding will guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we know the need for not just physical rest, but our spiritual rest, our soul rest too. What an amazing invitation that you give us to come to you. Every single day you stand ready to answer those prayers, to give us strength for our bodies and peace for our souls. Help us to find that rest in you. Especially ask you to watch over our students as they continue in the semester. You know some of the times that they will have where fatigue will set in. Strengthen them physically, Lord, and then give them opportunity also to recharge spiritually as, you find, as they find in you rest for their souls. We pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.